to the podcast. I'm Katie. I'm Hannah. And this, this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast that talks about all of the magical, wonderful Christmas time goodness and all the things that make it a terrible movie. <laughs> and your favorite romantic or holiday. Yeah, movie yeah, since we're, since we're in holiday mode, let's, let's, it's, it's your favorite romantic holiday movie. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so today. Yes. We are talking about a movie that is shockingly not a Hallmark movie, but it, it's basically a Hallmark movie. It's Mara Vista. Mara Vista. Which might as well be a Hallmark. They're, like, the same. Pretty much. Um, So, like, I was actually shocked that it wasn't a Hallmark movie. Yeah. From, from There was this one Christmas where, like, I was so used to ha- watching terrible Christmas Hallmark movies with my mom that... Like, I didn't have cable, so I, they were all on Netflix and Hulu and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And they were all made by Mara Vista. <laughs> right. But apparently they weren't on Hallmark, and who no. knew that? Uh, yeah. So that's what this is one of them. This is a little bit older. Um, I do believe it's on Hulu if y'all want to watch it. Um, <laughs> but you should, because it's amazing. So what is it? So today we're going to talk about a Cinderella Christmas, <laughs> and I will just start out by saying any Cinderella remake of any kind, I am a huge sucker for. Yeah. Like, like I love them all. I the the Hillary Duff one, the Selena Gomez one, the the other ones. <laughs> I'm quite fond of the Drew Barrymore one. Oh yes, well that that's that's sort of in its own league. That that doesn't quite fit into our brand here. No, you're that right. one's actually like I know every word and I can do it probably from memory. Yeah. Um. I don't think I've I've only seen the Hillary Duff one once. I think I saw it multiple times in the theaters. Oh my gosh, you're so cute. Because I, it's so bad. I loved it. That's the one with Jennifer Coolidge, right? Yeah so good yeah yeah this is jennifer coolidge and then because there's there's one with jennifer coolidge as the stepmother there's one with um oh my god what's her name um the she was in glee sue and glee um, jane lynch yes jane lynch is the stepmother what? yeah she was she was selena gomez's stepmother that was a movie <laughs> and then there's one with jennifer tilly as the stepmother Oh my god, I need to see that one. Okay, I'll send I'm it to you. I'm such a fan of Jennifer Tilly. Oh, and you know who plays Cinderella? Huh? Evie. Evie? Oh, really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. We're yeah. going to do that. <laughs> anyway, I'm a huge, huge sucker for Cinderella remakes. So basically, this is. If Cinderella isn't the title, I've watched it, except if it's that boxing movie that I was like, that's definitely not about Cinderella. No, it's not. <laughs> you are right. It is not. Also, it stars Russell Crowe, and I have an irrational hatred of Russell Crowe. So anyway, so today we're talking about a Cinderella Christmas. Hi, Pigeon. <laughs> Hi, so this is what the what the interwebs have to say, because of course it's not Hallmark Channel, so it's not on Hallmark Channel, but IMDb is where I got this one. Angie works hard to run her uncle's event business while her cousin, Candace, takes the credit. When Angie takes a night off to have fun at the Christmas masquerade ball, 
The mask and gown allow her to let loose, and she quickly catches the eye of Nicholas, a wealthy local bachelor. But then Angie has to go before revealing her identity, leaving Nicholas searching for his mystery woman in this modern take on the classic fairy tale. It stars Emma Rigby and Peter Porte. Yay, Peter! So, Angie, played by Emma Rigby, is an orphan who has been raised by her uncle. Her cousin, Candace, is about the same age, and they've been raised essentially as sisters, but they are very, very different. Angie believes in hard work, while Candace wants things to be given to her. Her uncle owns a whole bunch of businesses, one of which is an event planning business that officially Angie and Candace manage together. Uh, that being said, Angie does all the work, even though her uncle thinks that Candace pulls her weight. Yes. And they are hired by Nicholas Carmichael, played by Peter Porte, um, to plan his Christmas party. Angie suggests a Christmas masquerade ball. Or, you know, what they call a Christmas masquerade. I love it. <laughs> um, so everyone has to wear a mask. They can't reveal their identity. There's no names. And they each have to bring a stocking containing five meaningful but inexpensive items uh, for a game. That, that each person will have to pick a stocking off of a stocking tree. Uh, and that's not theirs. And find the person it belongs to. And if two people pick each other then they, they win a prize. Yes. So while Angie is setting up, Candace stops by and they both officially meet Nicholas. He gives the company an invite to the party, which Candace interprets as just being for her. She essentially blackmails Angie into doing everything she can, um, everything so she can be ready for the party by promising to talk to her father about leaving the business to Angie alone. Um, Angie has to set up her spa appointment, get her the dress, fill the stocking, and book all the hair appointments and whatever. There's a long list of to-dos. Yes. So after Candace's spot treatment, uh, she has some weird allergic reaction and her face becomes like completely inflamed. It basically looked like she looks like she's burned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has like a burn on her face, which can happen. Yeah, and, chemical peels. Yes. Well, and I feel like she got, she got something really drastic. And as we were watching this movie, you, you said like, if you get facials all the time, you know not to get it the day of the exactly. event. Exactly. It takes a couple days for it to look pristine. <laughs> anyway, I, and when you said that, my thought was, and how many perms have you had in your life? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Legally Blonde reference for yeah. those who don't know. Um, Another so, Jennifer Coolidge movie. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Candace can't go to the party. She looks a little bit like a burn, burn victim. Um, and she basically promises Angie retribution if, she, if Angie goes in her place. But Angie is like, hey, it's masked. No one will ever know. <laughs> so she takes the dress and she goes to the ball. Yeah. So Angie picks a well-worn stocking um, from the tree. Uh, So while she's carrying it around, a man approaches her, knowing that he's picked her stocking since it matches her dress. Uh, It turns out that she picked his, meaning that they have won the game. Hooray! When Angie speculates on what the prize could be, he pulls a, I think I'm looking at her line. Um, (laughs) Like a, I think you're the prize, Missy. Uh, The man, of course, is Nicholas. And though Angie is unaware, they spend the rest of the evening 
evening together and fall in love while not taking off their masks or revealing their names. It's true. So at midnight, since they have won the game, they are asked to claim their prize and remove their masks by like going to like front and center of the party. It's a little bit weird. As like it's like, let's stop the party and have an event. It's midnight. <laughs> um so, but in a panic, because she obviously doesn't want to reveal that she was there, Angie runs away, uh, leaving only her stocking as a clue, her quote-unquote glass slipper. <laughs> um, and Nicholas is devastated. Um, he calls all the guests to see if he can figure out who she is. And, like, it's like, what stocking did you bring? Um, and he, he's not finding it. And it's he's very sad. Um and when he can't figure out who the mystery girl is, he publicly announces that he was the guy um, and he loves the mystery girl and he wants to marry her at Christmas and essentially proposes to a no-name on television. Yeah, some streaming service like Hulu. <laughs> Nicholas is only rushing into the marriage because he must be married in order to claim his inheritance. Uh, he wishes that that wasn't the case, as he knows he's actually really good at his job and he deserves it regardless. Um, his family company should be his, and he can't take it over without a wife. His friend and assistant thinks that maybe Nicholas has been dating the wrong sort of woman. Yeah. Now, Angie knows that she fell for Nicholas, um, and he hires her company to plan the wedding to the mystery girl um so when they meet to discuss it angie is thinking about confessing who she is but then nicholas is basically like just a complete and utter dick (laughs) um angie's a little bit like well that's not the guy i met at the ball like i know it was him but like that's not the personality and like i like i'd be with the guy from the ball but i don't like this nicholas so fuck it so yes, so Angie then sets to work planning her own wedding that she doesn't intend to go to. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Candace wants to return the dress that she didn't wear for the ball. Not thinking about it, Angie gives the dress back to Candace, and Candace then puts two and two together that this was the dress the mystery girl wore. There were pictures. Um, she does more blackmailing and promises to leave the business to Angie if Angie goes along with her plan to convince Nicholas that Candace was the mystery girl. Yes. So, Angie and uh, and Candace tell Nicholas that Candace is the girl he's looking for. Um, and they prove it by having his stalking. Um, and then Candace and Nicholas have this date, and Candace wears an earpiece uh, so that Angie can zero know her, or yeah. like for Candace, and make Nicholas think that she was the girl. Um, and so then Nicholas proposes, but he's sort of having trouble reconciling the girl from the party to Candace. Like he's like, like just doesn't seem to fit. Yeah, it's getting increasingly obvious that some sort of game is afoot. Uh, uh, Angie has been at Nicholas's house planning this wedding a lot and so Nicholas has been hanging around and has started to really like Angie as a person and think of her as a friend especially since she's Candace's cousin and they're engaged she'll be family yay even uh, he even confides that he has a little bit of doubts about Candace and Angie is starting to soften a bit towards Nicholas too yeah they're like starting to like 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 each other like you do like you do so, um, Nicholas realized that everything he knows about the mystery girl could be about Candace or about Angie. Um, and he does some investigating. And 
um, he ends up back at the shop where the dress was bought and is able to figure out officially that it was Angie at the party because he, he has an eyewitness who is able to confirm it for him, the quote-unquote fairy godmother character. Yes. Um, and now that he knows, he tries to force Angie to confess that it was her by continuing to go along with the wedding. <laughs> So on the day of the wedding, Angie realizes that she needs to come clean. She confronts Candace, telling her that she's going to be honest with everybody around her and tell the truth. Um, she's going to tell Nicholas and her uncle that Candace doesn't want to do any of the work for the business. Candace is furious and locks Angie out of the house so she can't get to the wedding. This whole time, nobody realizes that the microphone that Candace is wearing... Uh, for the wedding vows, I suppose, um, on the dr- that she's wearing on her dress is on hot mic. All the guests of the wedding can hear this confession that um, Candace is not who she says she is, and she a bitch. Yeah. Um, so then N- N- Nicholas, like he knows he doesn't want to marry Candace, and he was trying to force Angie's hand. So he decides to tell Candace that he's going to turn down his inheritance um, as her wedding present, so that he, like everybody knows that. She that he's marrying her for her and not money and all of that. Uh, so she gets really upset, um, and Nicholas calls off the wedding officially. Nicholas's mother like is excited about this because she doesn't like Candace, but also she's like the whole point of making him marry for his inheritance was about maturity, and he was she was like actually that was way more mature than going through a wedding you didn't want to go through. So he can have his inheritance without getting married. Hooray. So uh, after being locked out of the wedding, Angie comes home to find Candace and her uncle. Um, Her uncle is upset that Angie felt that she couldn't talk to him. And Candace admits to feeling competitive with Angie and just kind of wanted to get affection. She felt like her dad and Angie were more close than they were. So she gives Angie the business and backs off Nicholas. Yeah. So... Nicholas is actually in the other room while this is happening, and he confronts Angie about lying, and she calls him on not figuring out faster that it was her and not Candace. Uh, and then he confesses that he loves her and asks her to marry him, and she says yes, of course, because, you know, they are in love, and they kiss, and because one, one kiss, kiss means forever, forever, we fade into their kiss on their wedding day, which is another Christmas wedding. Maybe that year, maybe not. I'm a little bit confused about timeline, but <laughs> it's fine. All right. Okay. So, um, before we get into our segments uh there was a couple things i just wanted to touch on sure first i will admit i've watched this movie a number of times yes you have i love this movie in case anybody was unclear about that also you now know what my answer is going to be if i would watch this again (laughs) um but i've never noticed this before there is a scene where like that you know because nicholas is this bachelor like He's eligible and like in the media. It's on television that he is getting married, except for the fact that they use this picture of him proposing to Candace before he ever proposes to Candace. Yeah, the picture they use in the newscast is from a. It's a scene that occurs much later in the film. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's actually like I was like, wait, wait a second, did we skip? And then we hadn't, and it was just like. 
a picture on the television of something that hadn't happened yet. Um, also, I think you should talk about her counting because oh. I thought that was so good. <laughs> so, um, there, there were uh, there was a couple times where Angie just didn't really know how to count things. So the first of which is um, when they're in, they're at the ball, and she and and I almost said Peter, um, where she and Nicholas are kind of going. We could be in love like this or like this. I wrote it down. Oh, okay. It's, it's vulnerable or hopeful or romantic. And then she says, or both. <laughs> when there are three things. So not both, but or all. <laughs> and then later on, um, she says something um, to, to like, Candace. And she goes, uh, well, you're this and you're this for one thing. And Candace goes, well, that would be two things. <laughs> it's something like my words and my thoughts are not enough (laughs) (laughs) well it's your words and your thoughts for one thing yeah well that would be two things yeah that was really funny yeah Uh, so Angie might be a good businesswoman but she can't count yeah but she can count on Nicholas um so there there are two other things I wanted to talk about do it no I'm sorry three um so first of all the father uh, like our uncle, depending on which character we're talking about, uh, I mean, which which character's viewpoint we're talking from, uh, comes in in one scene in a Santa suit and is like, I can wear this to what, a Christmas wedding. And I just, every single time this happens, I have this reaction of like, no, it's still a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but Angie's like, it's perfect. Yeah. What are you talking about? You can't be Santa at a wedding. Like, Maybe if that was part of like like a photo booth, you'd have a Santa. Well, right, but the father of the bride cannot be Santa at the wedding. Like, never. It's not a thing. No, it's also stupid to have a wedding on, on Christmas. Christmas. But yes. maybe not if you sell you you don't celebrate Christmas. Maybe eh. it's just pretty. But then nobody can come. But I guess that's fine. If, I don't know. Um, so there is a scene in front of Nicholas's house, right the day, the night before the wedding. And they, he is talking to Angie, and they're having this, like, kind of fight about, like, I like you, but I won't admit to loving you because you're marrying somebody else, and, like, I'm not going to admit it was me, blah, 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 fight. And if you watch the scene, it's so drastically clear that when it's a shot, like a medium shot of the two of them in, in profile, it's probably, like, 5 o'clock. And then... It's when it's a close up on Angie's face, it's probably like seven o'clock. <laughs> and when it's a close up on Nicholas's face, it's like nine o'clock. Like it gets like noticeably progressively darker. Yeah. It's so funny. I didn't notice I didn't notice that, but I did notice Something else that was funny in the filmmaking at the end scene when he's when he's talking to her and they're gonna propose. Like, her sight line is really far up, but then on his close-ups, like, she's equal to him almost. <laughs> so whoever, like, the extra, not the extra, but the stand-in was, or or maybe she was, like, on a block or something. Who knows? But they're not looking at the same place. <laughs> and I was like, wait, no, she's down there. <laughs> she's looking up to you, and you're looking across the way. <laughs> so, you know. You know, production quality. Cool. Maravista. Um, and the last thing 
I feel like therapy comes up on this podcast. Shocking amount for, but whatever. As it should. It, whatever. Candace, when she's like apologizing to Angie, her like, these are, this is how I was feeling and this is why I acted the way I did. It was like, I was like, oh, I just watched you go through years of therapy instantaneously. <laughs> I actually have that down as my new in order. <laughs> so we'll get to okay. the discussion. All right. About so. That. I guess we can jump into Hallmark Hallmarks then. Of which I have many. I have many as well. Okay. So let's let's go back and forth. Okay. You start. Well, I feel like the one that needs to well, – let's just get it out of the way. Deception. Oh, deception. Everyone's favorite Hallmark. Everyone's favorite Hallmark because they're lying to each other the entire movie. Yes. <laughs> um, the film opens up with – Baking, which is one of our favorite Christmas Hallmark Hallmarks. Yes. There's always cookie baking. Yes. I have a few um, ones that we haven't talked about being Hallmark Hallmarks before. Sure. But they're totally – they totally are. Okay. Um, One is the best friend being the person's personal assistant. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That shows up a lot. It does. Like, it's a weird power dynamic thing that, like... Well, often we have it, uh, one of our Hallmark Hallmarks is, like, the person married to their job. So if they're married to their job, then their best friend would be their assistant. It's true, but it's usually, like, it's like they were their best friend and then they became their personal assistant, I find. Oh. Like, a lot of the time. that's Sometimes. That was true of this movie where they, like, knew each other in high school and then he became his personal assistant. It's kind of like entourage. Yeah. It's a little entourage <laughs> Can I have a friend be my personal assistant? <laughs> Can't pay you. <laughs> Your time. Um, I have names that are evocative of Christmas. So his name is Nicholas. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Which, okay, while we're talking about his name. And I get all of it. So because he is a celebrity of sorts, you, we get some like – media on him so we know how his name is spelled and it is bonkers yeah it's like his name is nicholas carmichael and neither nicholas or carmichael is spelled the way that you think it is i feel like it's spelled correctly if you're hungarian maybe like it's but they're in california it's nicolaus it's nicolaus carmichael with a k so you know and then Candace's name is Candace Carullo, and you would just assume that Carullo is with a C because that makes logical sense, but it's apparently with a K because she says she doesn't have to change her initials. Don't know. Maybe they changed everything on the boat because we're all immigrants. <laughs> we get the job done. <laughs> um, uh, we have a ball, of course. Yes, yes we do. Um, we have... a. a uh, one of those shots of their hands touching for the first time, and we know like they're feeling a zing, zing, a zing. I have <laughs> rival blonde, even oh. though it's the cousin, she's still a blonde. So and rival she, blonde, yeah. Um, we sort of get a food on the face moment. Yeah, I have this. Something, oh, um, you have something on your face. Yeah, it gets a. Li- it's sort of like an interrupted because Candace jumps in and is like, "No, it's my my thing to wipe off." Like it was basically like food on the face moment yep um oh so speaking of interruptions um i have that there were approximately two and a half interrupted kisses yep in this film yep uh 
they they definitely took that one and ran with it. Yep. Uh, there is the making the girl f- look normal by having her eat dessert. Yes, I have that too. <laughs> Candace is like, no, thank you. I can't do the cake tasting. And Angie's like, uh-huh, yeah, mm, yummy. <laughs> and she has a cupcake as well. That's true. I have the uh, – <laughs> um, should I get married tomorrow? <laughs> I wish that wasn't a Hallmark Hallmark, but we've had that a couple times recently. Yeah, that's stupid. Um, I think that was it for the ones I had, but if you had more, keep going. Oh, um, the only things I had were um, we we often have a Christmas Carol ringtone, and that happened here. Um, And that's just the trope of someone turning the microphone on, you know, so everybody can hear it. Yeah. Uh, that, That happens. A lot. Yeah. I do. I will say something that surprised me about this movie, and I don't think I noticed it before. Usually in a Cinderella remake, the number of stepsisters can potentially change. Like, it's not always two. Um, And, like, but, like, this one had no stepmother. It was exclusively the stepsister. And I thought that was an interesting choice. Yeah. I liked that, too. Because we do have a nice mother figure later. Yeah. Um, pretty parade. Pretty parade. Um, I mean, they look beautiful. They're two be- beautiful people in, oh, a, yeah. in a way that's upsetting. Um, and, but my real pretty parade was the twinkle lights at the Christmas parade. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's often a Hallmark Hallmark we yeah. say, too, twinkle lights. But yeah. twinkle lights make everything better. They do make everything better. I want my life to be in twinkle lights. Uh, my pretty parade was all of Candace's shoes and jewelry. <laughs> I just really liked her style. Her style was real fun and like bold and in a great way. Yeah, like solid jewel tones. Lovely. Um, that being said, I have an unpretty parade. Okay. Sorry. Um, when Candace is in her wedding dress, there is a moment where, like, her nipple is puckered and you can see it. It's true. <laughs> I thought that was just me. <laughs> so she's wearing this really pretty, like, um, strapless, you know, ruched kind of thing. And so one would think that due to, the like, the way that most of those wedding dresses are that you're pretty well strapped in there. But you can absolutely see the shape of her nipple peeking yeah. through all of that fabric. Yeah, it's really it's jarring to yeah. me. Thank you for, for <laughs> validating that for me, for us. For us. I have a new and noteworthy. Go for it. Um, my new and noteworthy is the the fast turnaround of the stepsister going, I'm really sorry. You guys are wonderful together. I love you. Go get them. <laughs> I, I, I liked, she was just, she was really sincere and honest yeah. in that turnaround. And it did come from a very, it wasn't, she wasn't being mean for mean sake. She had an honest issue that yeah. she had to deal with. Yeah. Uh, which was daddy issue and not feeling good enough. So. Yes. Agreed. Um, did you have any supporting shout outs? I did, but they're small. Same. So, but I, I, yeah. I think we should do them. Zelda. She's the fairy godmother person, but she's Natalie from The Facts of Life, <laughs> and I like her. Right? That was Natalie, right? I never watched The Facts of Life. Anyway, she's from The Facts of Life, um, but she's really cute and supportive. and Great. Um, so I had two. My first one, 
was for a little tiny part, but she just did it so earnestly. I was like, I, I love you. And it was the hostess at 80 days. Oh, <laughs> now you have to explain what 80 days is. 80 days is this restaurant that just like has a revolving menu from like uh, places around the world. And actually, as I'm saying this, I have an across the universe. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, but I'll, it requires me explaining 80 Days. So 80 Days is the is a restaurant. It has a revolving menu of international dishes. So, like, they'll change dishes periodically and, you know, it'll be from all over the world. And Angie likes to go there because she really wants to travel, but she hasn't had a chance. So it's sort of like being able to take her taste buds on a trip. <laughs> Um, and so they, anyway, but, um, Nicholas goes there to, like, see what he can learn about Mystery Girl from the Stocking, and when they get there, the hostess, like, is explaining what 80 Days is, but she just does it, like, okay, so welcome to 80 Days, (laughs) and I just loved her, and she she was adorable. Um, and speaking of 80 Days, my around, uh, my across the universe is, there is a Christmas movie on Hallmark called The Christmas Cottage, um, where uh, there's a wedding and the bride's brother and best friend used to date. They don't date anymore, um, but they, they're thrown back together because of this wedding. Um, and he is a chef who like runs all, all, around, all around the world because he gets bored cooking the same thing every all the time and at the end of the movie in a way for them to be together he decides that the thing he should do is create a restaurant that has a revolving international menu <laughs> so possibly he it's the same place I have to say he created 80 days I think he That's did what, yes. what was your second um, um so my second supporting shout out was Nicholas's mother she was my second one too yeah who was like bitchy in the best way mm-hmm. to Candace in like a yeah, I like you. You're kind of like when she was like, "No, you have to get married to have an inheritance." You're a little bit like, "I don't know about this." And then she's just like, "No, you can call me Mrs. Carmichael. I don't like you." To Candace, it was like, "Yeah, yes, yeah, I'm on board." And then she was like, "See, I really didn't need you to get married. I just need you to be mature." And it was my way of forcing you to do that. Yeah, she was very obviously loved her son yeah. and gave him. Really good and specific, not vague advice. Yeah, we exactly. like that. Um. Okay. Kiss me, though. I put a six. I did too. Okay. Yeah. They. It's very strange because both of these beautiful people seem like they would have really good kissing, especially because Emma Rigby has like these luscious, like Angelina Jolie pillow lips, but. When they when they when their lips meet, it's almost as if they're both like going, nope. Yeah, nope. yeah. Okay, so this is the movie where every time I watch it, um, I feel like you can see Peter going. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> he does look like he's pulling away. Um, um but a I, bit. I was thinking about why this kiss weirds me out so much, and I was like, I've seen them both kiss other people because I've seen them both in other movies, mm-hmm. and I don't feel this way about. Them kissing other people. Why is it this one? And I have come to the conclusion that I think, at least partially, that 
because it's such a chaste kiss, really, it doesn't work on him with me. Like, I feel like she needs tongue. Ah, you know, you're right. I think that they probably were, they were probably asked to tone it down a little bit. (laughs) I feel like they probably both wanted to and that they're both very sexy people. I think you're right. Like, like it really, her, her like, yeah, her mouth shape just wants tongue to make it look like a sexy, like fun kiss. And because it was, it was really. (laughs) Her mouth shape. (laughs) Well, because it really, like their kiss literally looks like they're both like kissing each other like through like and there's like a sheet of glass in between them or you know like it's that kind of like weird like mash Mm. of like they're they're holding back yeah it's very weird yeah so yeah so hannah (laughs) now that you've seen this movie 10 million times would you watch it again uh yes i own this movie i love this movie How about you, Katie? Yeah. Well, this is the second time I've actually seen this one, um, but the first one was a few Christmases ago. So <laughs> I actually would because, like, it's pretty to watch. They're pretty people. The story is not half bad, and it's fun. It's, it's really fun. fun. I mean, like, yeah. It's a good feel good one. Yeah, it's a – exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our Cinderella Christmas. Um. That's all. Yeah. That was it. So you can reach us at uh, – you can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. And those are the words one kiss means forever. Uh, or you can follow us on the Twitters and the Instagrams and the Facebooks at one kiss means forever, And one is a numeral and four in forever is a numeral. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So like number number one, kiss means number four, ever. Emma. That um, is us. And thank you to Flint Pastures for our intro outro music. And thanks everybody. Make sure you like and subscribe and all that good stuff. Thank you. Happy holiday season. Bye. Bye.